Thank you for listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry. I have the great honor and privilege of being the executive director of Bible Tracts Incorporated. We are based in Bloomington, Illinois, and our ministry has been printing and distributing gospel tracts around the world to 170 plus countries over the last 80 something years. And I'm excited to introduce to you today our founder, Evangelist Paul Levine. Now, Dr. Paul, as he was affectionately known, went home to be with the Lord over 20 years ago, and I personally am saddened by the fact that I'm not able to have this conversation and this interview with him in person. But, thankfully, we've been able to recover, and we've had some different recordings of him and his sidekick, his partner in crime, as he was known, Blind Bob Finley. And today, we'd like to present to you one of those recordings. This is the 40th anniversary recording. I believe the anniversary of Dr. Paul and Bob Finley teaming up and doing gospel work together. They did multiple week meetings all over the country. And as I travel around the world, I meet so many folks that recall with such great fondness Dr. Paul and Blind Bob, and I'm excited for you to get to meet them today. I'm not going to give much further ado. I'd like Dr. Paul to do the introductions, and I'll come back to wrap up. You will have the opportunity to listen to the entirety of this special program over the rest of this week. I hope you'll stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Let me introduce you to Dr. Paul Levine and Bob Finley. Hello, everybody. This is Evangelist Paul Levine. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Finley. We're glad to produce this 40th anniversary album, and we thank God for the wonderful privilege to preach the gospel down through these years. Bob, say a word, will you please? Yes. I thank God that I'm privileged to sing the gospel all over the country all these years, and especially for our Bible tract echoes. Yes, and I want to thank God for the wonderful privilege to preach the gospel since I was 15 and to give the wonderful message of salvation over scores of radio stations, TV programs, and on Bible tract echoes, and also for the privilege to write and distribute millions of Bible tracts. God surely has been good to us. The first time I heard of Bob Finley was by radio in 1930 when I lived in Moline, Illinois, and he was on the radio staff of KTNT Muscatine, Iowa. And now, friends, we're going to take you to the platform of the Faith Baptist Church of Canoga Park, California, where Dr. Roland Rasmussen is pastor. On the closing night of our first series of meetings there, February the 6th, 1972, I told a story how Bob and I met, became acquainted, and teamed together. So now we'll go to the platform at Faith Baptist Church and break into the story as I told it there. I was 15 years old. I had just started to preach. Back in those days, they called me the boy preacher. And uh, my folks at that time lived uh, in Moline, Illinois. And whenever I'd be home, uh, once in a while I'd listen to the radio, and down the river about 30 miles from where I lived, in the town of Muscatine, Iowa, there's a radio station called uh, KTNT. That stood for Know the Naked Truth. It was run by a, a man... Uh, who had no regard for God. But while Bob was there, I used to hear him, and uh, they had quite a staff. In those days, uh, radio stations didn't have a lot of canned music and the tapes and all that. They had to have a staff of singers. And so I picked Bob out from the whole crowd because in those days I was beginning to play a, a guitar a little bit myself. And before I had Bob with me, I used to play the guitar and do my own solo work. So um, 
I used to sit there and I wonder, how does he make all those chords on the, on the guitar? Uh, Bob was taught uh, all the chords there are. He, he knows the harmony. He knows all the chords. And he makes about all the chords. Every kind of a chord you can think of, he makes them on about the first three frets of the guitar. He plays the guitar differently than most people. They don't teach him the same way as, as he was taught. Well, I, uh, I thought, well, now, uh, he ought to be a Christian. He ought to get saved. So I started to pray for him. And I pray that this uh, fellow down there at this radio station, this Bob, would get saved and go into Christian work. So one day I sat down and wrote him a letter. And in this letter, I explained how to be saved. Stuffed the letter full of tracks, sent him the letter. You see, I didn't know he was blind. I had never heard it announced on the radio station that he was a blind man. So uh, I figured he could read, you know. And so I sent him the letter and the tracks. And then I waited for a reply. And as I told you this morning, never did get an answer. And I thought, yeah, he's one of these big shots who won't pay any attention to little pumpkins like me. And that's just the matter with him. But you know what he tells me? He tells me he never got the letter. When he get mail up there at this station, uh, they steal it. Now, the reason they were stealing his mail was because the women, they started to send him presents. See, this wasn't television. Uh, they thought he was tall and handsome and good looking, you know. Uh, they had no idea what he looked like. So they just go and buy his voice, you know, and buy radio. So they started to send him socks and handkerchiefs and billfolds and scarves and all that kind of thing. And uh, he was getting the, most of the mail. And uh, then uh, one day a lady sent him a, a, a box of fudge and a cake. And he didn't acknowledge it. So she flipped her lid and got mad and raised Cain about it. And so they investigated and they found out, sure enough, that the help had stolen it. So when they saw these packages coming in for Bob, if he wasn't looking, they'd swipe it. Of course, if he was watching them, they wouldn't dare. But anyway, the quickest way you can get to somebody is by way of heaven and back. Uh, they, are, they have a program over in London, and the quickest way for you to see it on your television set is for them to shoot it clear up into the heavens to the satellite up there and then back into your television set. And so they don't come direct from London to you. They go up there and then down where you are. And sometimes the quickest way to get to somebody that you'd like to talk to and you'd like to reach, and you can't get to them. You couldn't get to them with a 40-foot pole. They're just, again, you talking to them. But you can talk to God about them. And I talked to God about Bob. And I prayed that he'd get saved. And then I prayed that he'd get into Christian work. Man alive, little did I dream that when God answered prayer, he'd team him up with me. Brother, I wouldn't have prayed so hard, maybe. <laughs> I had just finished a series of meetings in little town of Macomb, Illinois. And uh, the man who was the head man of that work said, I'm going to Monmouth, Illinois to the Emanuel Baptist Church for a tent meeting. He said, I'd like to have you go along. I'd like to interrupt the story here to say that the pastor at McComb, Illinois, was Evangelist M.A. McCone, my good friend, and one whom God used to help me and encourage me as a young evangelist. And so I went along, and I played my violin, led singing, talked to the young folks, led people to Christ, directed prayer meetings, anything there was to do around there. And he did this as a kindness to me because he knew I had a lot to learn, and I learned a lot that week. So one night during the meeting, there was a big tent pitched out behind the church. And one night, I'm seated on the platform, like way over on that end of the platform, and I'm seated this way, see? And where I could see the choir, and I could see the whole platform. And um, so I looked, and way at the other end of the platform, I saw an elderly gentleman. This was in 1932, see? <laughs> And uh, so uh, I looked down and I saw that old man and I noticed one thing about him. He, he sure did like to sing. He just singing the beat the band during the congregational singing. And I thought, I wonder who that old man is down there. He, whoever he is, he likes to sing. And then I looked at him a little closer and noticed he had a pair of black glasses on and noticed he was blind. I had no idea in the, whole, in the world who it was. 
Well, then the pastor of the church, and he lives somewhere in California now. His name is Clifford Brumfield. He writes the Susie books for boys and girls. Any of you boys and girls have Susie books? Your house? Yeah, I see a few. Susie books, stories for boys and girls. The author, Clifford Brumfield, uh, he was a pastor. So he got up and he said, now Bob is going to sing for us. He didn't say, Bob who? Just said Bob. Now I wonder who's that? And lo and behold, they go over there and they get that old man, you know, and they gave him a guitar and he came hobbling up there and uh, he's he going to sing. And I thought, boy, anybody that old? And, uh, you know, and uh, they didn't have a PA system. And I thought nobody would hear him up to the third row in this big old tent, you know. So he got up there and started to play on his guitar and started to sing. And as soon as he started to sing, and I says to myself, you know who that is? And I said, no, who is it? I said, that's Bob Finley from KTNT. I said, it is neither. And I said, yes, sir, it is. And I said, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. I said, how do you know it is? Well, I said, it sounds like him. That's why. It sounds just like him. And I said, yeah, but that's not Bob Finley. How do you know it isn't? I said, well, because that fellow singing there is blind. And Bob Finley's not blind. I said, how do you know he isn't blind? I was really getting in a row with myself over there. And uh, so we have been sitting there arguing about it. And I said, uh, all right, um, uh, uh, sounds like him. I was about as confused as old, uh, what was it, Isaac? He, uh, because this fellow up there singing uh, sound like uh, Esau, but he looked like Jacob. And I couldn't tell who it was. And so I argued with myself, and, and I said, that's Bob Finley. And I said, no, it isn't either. Bob Finley's not blind. How do you know he isn't blind? So finally, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. When the meeting is over, I'll go up and ask him if it's Bob Finley, and I'll find out. And I said, all right, you do that. You be sure and come back and let me know. I'd like to know. And so when the service was over, I went up and I asked him. Sure enough, here it was, the same Bob Finley I'd been hearing on the radio. I said, I'll be over to see you tomorrow, tomorrow morning. So the next morning, about 10 o'clock in the morning, I went down there and to where he was rooming, and uh, what do you reckon Bob was doing? Anybody got any idea what Bob was doing? Drinking coffee. Is that what you said? <laughs> that's right. That's what he was doing. <laughs> well, she got your number, boy. <laughs> he never drinks coffee unless he's in daylight or dark. <laughs> that's the only time he drinks it. And so uh, there he was drinking coffee, and I had a wheel. He got that uh, ceremony over with, and we, uh, we got acquainted. I dictated the words of a song. He learned it, and on Friday night of that week, we sang it together in the meeting. That was the first song we ever sang together. And then uh, he left the next day, Saturday, and I also left. I went back to Macomb, have another week of meetings there by myself. I didn't see Bob again then until a year, a uh, little over a year after that. This was in the summer of 1932. I was 17, he was 28. So <clears throat> in the fall of 1933... I went to Davenport, Iowa to have a campaign. This lasted a whole month. I did all the song leading, all the specials, preaching, everything. And um, I found out that Bob lived right there in the area. So I called him up and I said, hey, why don't you come over and sing for me a couple of nights? So he did. And uh, after the service one night, we discussed the idea of teaming up. Now, this was in November 1933, in the depths of the Depression. So I said, well, I'll tell you, Bob. I said, uh, I don't know if it'll work out for us to be a team or not. And I said, well, we'll pray about it and think about it. We'll see how it and see how it goes. So I asked the advice of several people, several preachers. There wasn't one single person who encouraged me or told me that it worked. In fact, they told me it wouldn't work. They said, in the first place, we're in a depression, and you'll never get enough money to pay him. They forgot God was still alive. They thought God had died during the depression. See, God always dies in the depression, see? And they thought God was dead. And so they said, in the first place, you won't get any money to pay him. In the second place, nobody's going to come every night for a whole week or two. And back in those days, the campaigns were long. 
Our first campaign was three and a half. Our second one was eight and a half weeks long. And they said, nobody's going to come every night to hear the same singer every night. And so, hey, did you ever tell a 19-year-old kid something won't work? You try it sometime. You tell a 19-year-old kid something won't work. You know what he'll do? He'll do his dead level best to make it work. It's just to prove you're wrong. So I said to myself, how do they know? They never tried it. What a joy it is to hear this giant of the faith, known as the Dean of Evangelists. He's a great storyteller, isn't he? Make sure you tune in tomorrow. He's not even close to done with this amazing account of God working in his life and in Bob Finley's life. I'd love for you to join us for the remainder of this week as we listen to this special 40th anniversary program from Dr. Paul Levine and Bob Finley. If you'd like to get in contact with our ministry, please listen now to the announcer. He'll tell you how you can get your free gospel literature today. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.